So you've been clean for a while and suddenly there's a return to substance abuse after a period of sobriety. What to do? This is Beth Wee in the Koinonia Kitchen with Lee Kimball and we're going to talk about relapse. What to do if you've had a relapse. If you're listening to us right now, first of all, we want to tell you that you're not alone. There are people all over the world that know what you're feeling. You're not the only one, and you're not bad. You're sick. And just like any other sick person, you need to treat the sickness. And you need help. Okay, it's, this is not something that, and anybody in recovery will tell you, it's in the 12-step programs, the first word of the first step is we. Meaning yeah. that you need other people. Yeah, it, it's, it's not something that you can do on your own if, from experience. I well, mean, that's, that's what, what experience tells us. Most people that have worked a 12-step program had tried doing it alone before they came to the 12-step program. Well, and it didn't work. So don't feel bad. You're not weak. You're sick. And, and I got to tell you, Beth, of the people that I've worked with and the people I've known and the people in my own circles, there is one commonality in relapse that is just so consistent. What is it? They got away from their meetings. Well, okay. So this is going to be something for 12-step, anybody working a 12-step program. That sounds great. Working a 12-step program. Can I just change the verbiage for you? Can you just live a 12-step life? It's, it's, it's a new way of life. Just like for the people that are using, it's a, it's a way of life. Using becomes a way of life. You do things you'd never do if you were clean. It's a way of life. You allow it. You allow yourself to do things you would never do if you were clean. You would never talk to your mother like that. You would never steal from people you love. You would never throw garbage out the window of a moving vehicle. It, it doesn't have to be something big. It can be something small. The degradation of abuse, of substance abuse, robs us of our moral code, our own personal moral code. Not something you picked up at a church or at a, at a, at a you know, this is what you think is right. The you would nevers can go on and on. Oh. I mean, it's just... It, the standards, okay, you would, you would never go four or five days without bathing. Yeah. You would never stay up all night. Yeah. You know, you just, you would never give up your self-care. Like when the substance has been reintroduced, the you would never start happening regularly. So what are you going to do now? That's what we want to say. Get your behind to a 12-step meeting. We don't care. You're high. You're drunk. That's okay go. You know, there's a friend of mine, his name is Steve, and he told me that his sponsor always taught him, don't drink and go to meetings. And if you can only do one of those, go to meetings. Because hanging out at the meetings will help you want to get your sobriety back. That's where the miracle happens. 
And if you don't go where the miracle happens, the miracle will not happen. And I just, you know, I just mentioned too the commonality of and relapse of, of getting away from the twelve-step meetings. I have to say, because it was one thing that I that I learned, if somebody has gotten away from the meetings, you can go back to meetings. You can go back to meetings without relapsing. Right. You know, because I've known people that just can't get back and and won't go back to. It's like the only option is to relapse. It's not. You can go back. So you're saying that if somebody's listening to this podcast and they haven't had a relapse, but they haven't gone to meetings in a long period of time, and they're feeling apart from meetings, they're feeling, but their life is starting to go bad. Because dry drunks have bad lives as well as wet drunks. Yep. Right? Okay. I understand what you're saying, Lee. So if you're listening, Lee was talking to you. And that was for you. Don't relapse. Go to a meeting. Just start showing up again. And one of the problems when you, when people stop going to meetings, okay, initially it's like, okay, they're just saying the same old stuff anyway. Okay, and then you get away for a little bit longer and it's, ah, eh, they're just saying the same old dumb stuff. Get away for a little bit longer and then, you know, why did I ever even go in the first place? Right. But the thinking comes back, the old thinking. Yeah. It can return. So if you've picked up, it's okay. You don't have to die. You can get back to the fellowship and you can get back to meetings, even if you're not clean. Don't waste time feeling guilty. Don't waste another day feeling guilty. Move to correction. And how do you do that? You go to a meeting. It's just a first step. You just go back to where people know how to live without that drug of choice, without that bottle, without that that whatever your substance of choice is. They know how to do it. And I think Beth, get this there. Is, this is also a good spot where I would want to mention, you know, my little thing that I say on hopeless. Because if you're feeling hopeless, I believe, and if you think about it, hopefully you'll get it. Hopelessness is a lie. It, it can't exist as long as there is a, a higher power. A higher power and hopelessness cannot coexist. What you are is helpless. Right. And help is what you're going to need. Help is available. Help is available. Right. So start over. And here's an interesting thing. I know how to do it, you'd say. I was clean three years. Listen, start over like a newbie. Don't lean on past sobriety. Start over. Something in that past program fell apart because you picked up. And it's okay. I promise you that clean time you had before will kick in to help you in the future. But at the beginning, go back to basics. Yeah, because you can't pick up where you left off because where you left off is where you picked up. You're a newcomer again. And that's okay. Does it feel humiliating? It's not supposed to, but it might. But that's just your pride telling you you'd rather die than show up and be a newcomer. Please don't believe pride. Believe love. The rooms are full of love and the people want you back. And the rooms are full of people that get it. You're not going to be judged because people have been there. Right. Ask for help. Say you need a phone list. 
ask for a sponsor, say my last sponsor and I didn't click. We weren't working together anymore. I need somebody that has time to talk to me. I need somebody that has time to help me and, and ask for it out loud. Get to regular meetings. Go where you become a regular fixture and where you see people that are there. Every time you head in that room, there's the same few faces. Go there. It will make the continuity feel normal. It will help you stay. You won't be the only one who needs to be there every day. And you're going to have to get back to the willing to go to any length. Yeah. Because you know what? It'll kill you. It will kill you if you don't. You know, getting clean and sober is tough. Being drunk or high is natural for an alcoholic or an addict. It's supernatural when you're clean. But mm. you can do it with a higher power and with a fellowship. Get your sanctuary. Find your room where you feel safe and go there. And if nothing else, remember, you are not alone. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.